2: post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
3: Hi, I'm Brant Myers, and you're watching Nasty Knuckles Podcast.
4: You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast. With your hosts, Derek Nasty, Suttermeyer, and former Philadelphia Flyer enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off.
0: All right. Welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Rigorale? Yeah,
4: I'm like looking to my left, and you're not here. You are on my computer screen on my,
0: mm-hmm. to my
4: left, looking this way. Um, wh- where
0: are you? I'm at home, man. I know. I just Spring break. That- got jammed yeah. up. And <laughs> like, I couldn't, couldn't make if, it over.
4: If everybody hears Elvis a ball bouncing itself Elvis shooting hoops. Cause it's nice out. I feel terrible. He's begging me to play. Um, but yeah, spring break and the kids. It just, I get it.
0: I get it. But I wish you were with here. The, the pod, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to well, get it are. done. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting it done. We're getting her done. going to get it done. Big boy. Yeah. So uh, what's going on wrapping up the season? I know, man. Games I to go.
4: It's crazy. Uh, it's been a little – we, we kind of talked about it last week. It's been interesting with some of the teams. Not as many as you'd like to be right there in that pile. But um, in the East, uh, it, I enjoyed watching the last couple Panther games in Pittsburgh and, um, you know, the Islanders. Uh, Florida, we talked about Alex Line last week. Man, like uh, they, they got in. And I'm, I'm not sure if you were able to see that last game. They actually lost to T.O. in overtime. Uh, but Alex Lyon is playing amazing. Bob was on the bench.
0: He's on the bench. So he was available.
4: Yeah. And, and, I mean, to be honest with you, obviously we're not there. And, but he just looked emotionless. I wonder if, you know, when you're a guy like Bob, they're paying, 10, what, $10 million too? And, you know, Al's been called up. But, man, you, you got to go with a hot hand. I mean, the guy's been amazing in his last seven, I think, seven games. Um, it actually, since he was in Philly and we, we, yeah, you know, we right. talked exactly. about him having a tough, tough night, um, that night. Uh, but anyway, um, they, they got in there, uh, the, the, in the number one wild card spot. Now it's, it's coming down to the wire here with, uh, Pittsburgh and the Islanders and neither one of them could do themselves any favors. They keep losing. Um, and Pittsburgh lost to Chicago. You, you would think that'd be a W if they come to play, but God, right. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, I mean, you know, that last spot's available tonight. Um, uh, the Islanders play Montreal tonight. Uh, I guess if they win, they'll, they will definitely be in, in, but if they lose and Pittsburgh, um, beats, uh, Columbus the next night, tomorrow night, uh, then they're in, so, those will be two games that will be worth watching, kind of like playoff hockey, obviously, at least for the two teams trying to get in. So, yeah. I, at least it's fun to watch when it's like that, you know?
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it comes down to the last game of the season. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty interesting. You don't want to be in those situations as a team, but no. as, a, as a fan and spectator, we know what it's like, though. Hey? Oh, we've, yeah, we we've
4: brought this up. It's crazy, but. Yeah, um, the stress
0: levels are through the roof. Let's put it that yes, way.
4: <laughs> yes. And. and the sticks are being squeezed and, and, you know, everything. So it's, it's, um, but it makes for good hockey because it is, like I said, it's like that, that Toronto Florida game uh, a couple nights ago was amazing. I mean, it was up and down and both teams just played their, their asses off. And, uh, JT, I think got stuck out there for two minutes or close to it and ended up getting the goal, uh, on a breakaway three on three. It was, it was, it was a great game, but, um, on the west, on the side there, like Calgary just shot themselves in the foot. I Couldn't mean, figure it out. It know, the last they could games. not. I mean, in how many games they lost by one goal or in overtime um, it is amazing. Five, five of those go the other way, and you still have a crappy record overtime in overtime and a shootout, you get in. Totally. Only five out of however many it was. It's close to 20, I believe. It's hard to believe,
0: top. honestly. It, it
4: is. Um, That's a lot. So, so the Jets end up, they were just, barely getting you know to the finish line here at the end of the season and they end up making it so uh, I I can't imagine they feel great about themselves going into the playoffs but um, it is a new season it's a new season and um, you know they were a good team most of the year they just really fell apart Uh, we don't get to watch the west too much so I can't sit here and act like I know everything that went on with that team but really started paying attention when all of a sudden they're losing all these games and they have a pretty good team so It'll you be know, interesting. It
0: will uh, be. And you get a couple of days to, to rest and regroup, right? I mean you're in, you can take a, a quick breath. Um, like I said, recoup and 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 start from scratch, right? Everyone starts the exact same spot. So that's a good um, thing. Uh, but yes, yes, there's uh, that element of carryover and momentum that you know maybe not exactly on their side, but we we've seen crazier things happen, obviously, yes, in the past sure. where teams find a way to to re hit the reset button and come out swinging. So we'll see how that plays out. But the, yeah, the East man. one more game each there and see how that plays out. It should be, uh should be interesting. Yeah. It'd be fun to watch.
4: Um, yep. Back, couple back, milestones last. Yeah. Well, I was going to say back, back in the East, the Bruins 63 wins. And I think they got their 64th last night, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, but they, it's, it's insane. You know, the lightning had 62, uh, in 2018-19, and the Red Wings had 62 in 95-96. Uh, I believe our baller came up with those numbers. I appreciate that, baller. Um, but right now, their record currently is 64-12-5. and five. I mean, that that's insane,
0: man. It's incredible.
4: I, I still just have this weird feeling, and I hope I'm wrong. They've done this all year, like, what happens you lose game one or something at home? You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know, but they seem like a mentally tough team because, I mean, I think people forget they started the year off without some of their key pieces. Yeah, right. Marshawn was out, uh, McAvoy, like, um, but, man, they're just a solid team. (laughs)
0: It's crazy. Yeah, I'd like to think if they drop game one at home that they'll be okay. You know, they'll be I, I think back. they just would like based on but numbers, right? I mean, their numbers yeah. are insane. I mean, the percentage win percentage is insane. I mean,
4: I just think back to when Columbus beat Tampa in the playoffs after they had that great year, you know. And yeah. they, they were actually, if I'm not mistaken, that year, they were up in the first game, three-nothing. You're like, here we go. Next boom, goal, goal, goal. And they end up losing to, to Columbus. So anything can happen. Yeah, that's what's so happen. great about it. You know, that's what's so great about the playoffs, too. And uh, But you're right. There are a couple milestones. Our good, good buddy, Claude Giroux, 1,000 career points. What a game he had the other night. Two oh, Gs man, and an apple. I I love the excitement of the team, too. Like Oh, yeah. You so know, you cool. hear all this shit around here. It still bugs me, but I try to just not get into it. But didn't look like guys hated him there. Uh, that's for sure. He made that pass sick pass.
0: Barry's what, what a pickup, what uh, a pickup too. Right? I, pick it up and throw it through the stick and skate. Yeah. Like, yeah it
4: was just, it was crazy. And then, you know, the, right away they're going to get that puck and, and Kachuk's waving every, you know, I mean, oh, was just, yeah, exactly. he had the big chills. Yeah. 18. I mean, it just, you know, G's going over to, to give the guy a hug for scoring a goal. And he's, he's, uh, jetting oh, to get yeah. that puck, make sure he gets a puck. And, um, I talked to him after the game a little bit later and, uh, just said, Hey man, that's fuck. I mean, what a career. And he's still got a, you know, at least a couple of years left in, and we know that. And, um, you know, I, yep. I saw some comments, Oh, what are you doing to play? Well, I'm so sick oh, of I hearing know. that shit. Like, like we've had relevant teams anyway, even when we've made the playoffs, but that's just, that's a story for another day. Everybody so sick of hearing that shit. Like he didn't yeah. show up to play. You know, like,
0: yeah, I know. Anyway, yeah.
4: yep. uh, Eric Carlson, hundred oh, points in San Jose.
0: Too. I mean, I had no idea that it was that long of a drought that, a, a defenseman. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Leach, I think
4: it's crazy. 19, 1992, Brian Leach, uh, was the last guy. And I mean, I, I don't, I'm not trying to put San Jose down, but they're not a very good team. And for him to have that many points,
0: yeah, I, know, right? I mean,
4: it's insane, but, uh, some I think I read the other day somewhere like you imagine if he was playing with Edmonton.
0: Oh my god. Like with those yeah. guys?
4: He, he, I mean he'd be they right there me. with Mc, McJesus there. <laughs> no, he'd probably have 125 <laughs> points. But um yeah. uh speaking of McJesus, 150 <laughs> points this season, man. Like makes are it you look kidding easy, me? too. <laughs> That's insane. insane. Too. Oh yep. my God. Since Mario. But I love like,
0: it. I love to, I love to see it though. You know, it's just yeah. like, it's, it's, it's good. It's good for the game. Yeah. Since Mario in in 96, which is a crazy amount of points. Think about that. And he's just doing it. Like it's, well, it's his job. <laughs> he's getting yeah. paid well for it. I mean, I mean, um, we, awesome we, to see.
4: It is. It's really cool. Like, I mean, it's funny. Like, you know, people that get to go see him play, like it is worth the money. To to you know, like he's one of those oh, guys yeah. where like one of you, guys, you don't yeah. mind paying the money because he's gonna bring it every yeah. night. He plays his bag off, obviously, and he's so good and yeah
0: he's he, an he entertainer. Seems, he puts on a show, he, man. He, he does. does.
4: He does. I'd like to see a little bit more excitement, but it's he's probably like, Oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, once in a while he'll give a good Sally, you know, but um I, I I just enjoy watching him. I enjoyed being on the bench when we played edmonton just shaking my head like i would be afraid to go that fast man (laughs) i'd be afraid speed wobble into the boards oh no i would be
0: (laughs) at half that half speed i'd have
4: to hold on they would have to get get a car and run it across the ice i'd just oh man i couldn't imagine but i'd love um, to see a race
0: between mcdavid and, and you nast
4: you're gonna give me a big big head start i hope
0: Oh, he'd oh be at the God. far end before he even got to Yo, the blue. I'm sure
4: he's he's amazing. Um, but it's <laughs> fun to watch. Congrats, congratulations to those guys. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely. So,
4: the Flyers, they have one more left in Chicago. Um, that should be a fun uh, one. Hey, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. Uh, no, but seriously, it, it's it's um, they basically clinched the seventh best spot to try and get Bedard. Maybe we get some luck. Who knows? But, um, it's, it's been a, I don't know if strange is the word, but, but kind of fell off a little bit from where we, the way the guys were playing, not that they're not trying or playing hard. Um, but you know, they lost a few in a row. They, they got back in the win column, um, last night, but, uh, you know, like Tony's been scratched four games in a row and, uh, someone asked Torts about it and he says, I don't I haven't talked to him. So yeah. they're obviously not really speaking to one another. Um, it just kind of sucks. Which, yeah, not I, supplies, I'm not though. either, I'm not either. And and but it probably throws out there that he's probably not going to be here next year, one way or the other. Um, yeah, uh, you know, and then on the other hand, he did put out a pretty big compliment for Provy, which. It was mm-hmm. nice to see because the you know the guy shows up every night. It was something he got hurt the other night. He got his kind of got his elbow hyperextended in, and uh, he you know he missed his. I don't even know if he missed the shift, but he was right back on the bench. And someone asked towards about it. and He goes, "It doesn't surprise me at all." I saw yeah. this guy. We had five minutes left in practice. Took a stick, good cut to the face, and he came back out you know he didn't miss any time and you know we know probies played with injuries his whole career the only reason he missed the game and isn't in an iron man <laughs> streak is know, because of really. covid which from That's what we funny. heard was one positive then a negative but they wouldn't let him play so uh in the test is what i mean when he when he took him so and he was not happy about that but uh
0: no yeah, we're almost no.
4: there rigs where we're gonna see danny get to work i hope hopefully that interim tag's taken off of him and. um he can get to work here. And um, also want to just quick shout out for Tippett too. Um, yeah. He's been playing his balls off. Yeah. Two goals uh, last game in the OT winner. Um, yep. He's just, you know, I, I got to give Torch a little bit of credit cause Torch plays the shit out of him and he's yeah. given him this co- and this kid, you can see his confidence every game. Mm-hmm. And boy, we talked about before he really can't shoot the puck, man. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think if he keeps, Trending this way, you know, you're going to be looking at. I think what's he got? 24, 25 goals. He's going to be a 30 goal scorer in oh, the easy. league, and yeah, uh, maybe gonna, more. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, the way he plays, and I and I and I see why towards plays the shit out of him. Is because he plays at such a high tempo. He skates so well. He's he brings that energy, so he's always kind of he's always creating turnovers and creating scoring chances. So it's like naturally he's going to he's eventually going to score and shoots the puck and it's nice to see him actually having success scoring goals because i feel like earlier in the year we talked about like this guy should have more goals like the amount of chances he, he, he shoots but he to me i mean if he keeps this up he should be able to score 40 next year um you know to, yeah based he on should. how many shots he generates and, and opportunities he generates. so
4: i would imagine with the year he had and, and the confidence he knows that the coach has in him he's going to not that he wouldn't work hard anyway, but really he's going to be really looking forward to this next season. Like you said, I could easily see him potting 40 the mm-hmm. way he shoots the puck and the way he's working. And even, you know, the goal, one of the goals last night, I man, he just dipped that shoulder and went to the net, man. Yeah. Like, you know, it, some people say, Oh, it's hockey. Well, not everybody does that. Not everybody wants to, well, it's hard to there. do and it's hard, it, it's, yeah, and exactly. it's hard. <laughs> you know? So good for him, man. He's, he's yep. had a good year and you're, like you said, he works, he works hard out there and, um, it's it's nice to see. It really is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wish him success because he, he seems to be finding his his groove and finding his identity. Not that you know he he fully he didn't fully before, but just again having that consistency in his game. Like every time, like he, he's out there, he's he's generating and he's bringing the speed and elevating that level of play. So it's uh you know going into the offseason, going to next season, it's certainly it's nice to have that piece you know that's you know that's kind of evolved yes um, which there's probably question marks around it and him um you know going into the season like you know what his, what is his his potential here like, you know like yeah. how many goals can this guy score um which is now he's proving he can score a lot he can score a lot and if he keeps hustling like that skating like that he can yeah he can certainly generate so for sure, there will still be a lot of questions. I did hear the other day on uh, on the radio that uh, it was it Dan Hilford, he was talking, and they weren't going to remove Danny B's interim tag until they hired a president. So, oh, um, I don't okay. know how true that is, but coming from him, it sounds like it's pretty truthful. So, um, you know, there's a couple of names thrown out there as we know. So we'll we'll see how that goes.
4: Yep. All right. Well.
0: Yeah, I I was hoping it was going to be right away, but I always hope so too. Yeah, well, I would have to imagine that they're they're going to have to make an announcement on a president sooner than later because you, you don't want to drag this out right till the draft and then have all these oh, uh, no, you know, these pieces no. you can't do that. So I I would think no. that season wraps up, you're in meetings probably, obviously all the all the brass in, in, in on these meetings, and then um, you know we'll see we'll see how quickly they pull the trigger. But I would like to think that they're going to get that done sooner than later. It can't be that complicated. You know, you got you know a handful of legitimate candidates that for that position that that keep surfacing as names. So we will see nast. I'm not sure if your name's in the bucket, but uh, I don't think it is. I
4: should I should throw it in.
0: I think you'd be a nice president.
4: I I would, I would be nice. So shake hands, (laughs) kiss babies, you know, do it all. Especially the hot Bring the energy up there. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, Nas, I think we're ready. I think we're ready. Episode 113. Can you believe it? I cannot, and I'm excited for it. My good friend, Brant Myers. Episode 113, presented to you by CureLeaf. Welcome to CureLeaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, CureLeaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Google CureLeaf PA or stop by one of their 18 locations across the Commonwealth or visit CureLeaf.com forward slash locations. Let's go, Nast. Let's do it. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote.
4: And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. This week we are so excited to have a good buddy, former NHL player, enforcer, big lefty, (laughs) author of best selling book, Painkiller, a memoir a big league addiction mr brant myers Mize. My i miss you brother i love you thank you for being here man how are you
3: hey boys i'm uh i'm doing awesome man it's so great to uh to connect and uh, like i was telling you earlier to be able to chat with uh, a beloved city that i played in
4: now nah, we're, we're so happy to have you
0: man yeah appreciate you appreciate you hopping on thanks bud so why don't we work backwards and uh talk about what you're up to these days you, know, you have an amazing story incredible how you you've turned your life around but uh, maybe just to talk about what you got going on now and see how this thing spins out yeah
3: well it's crazy man the last i don't know i guess it would be a year and a half or two years for me personally it was a little bit sideways just with everything that happened in the world really it wasn't yeah. like a provincial thing it was just, it was worldwide And, uh, you know, I think at that, at that time I wanted to, um, uh, I didn't get vaccinated. So I wasn't able to travel and, uh, that was just a personal decision. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I ended up moving back to cold lake where I grew up grand center actually. Um, and, uh, spent some time near family, uh, for the year and a half. Uh, you know, my book got released actually during COVID.
1: Yeah. so it wasn't
3: it wasn't the t- <laughs> the typical uh tour as you would say um you know so right now actually you know what I, I sold my house last week i'm moving into edmonton uh in two weeks on may 1st oh wow yeah i'm looking forward to getting back into the city and yeah. um, and then i'm going to pursue um a couple projects one is obviously speaking on the book because i never got a chance to do that and uh I feel for me that like no matter what I've done in my life, whether it was scoring my first NHL goal or um, my other than my daughter, um, you know, the book for me was probably my proudest moment. And I want to be able to share that. And I know that um, not only me, you know, whether it's a daily struggle or a a weekly struggle or a monthly struggle, everybody struggles at some point. And uh, I'd like to share about uh, a happy ending versus some of these stories on tough guys. Um, or an addict in general, they didn't have a happy ending and there's lots of them. So um, I'd like to get that and maybe get back into uh, seeing if I can assist uh, with an NHL team.
4: Yeah, that
0: would be cool. Beautiful.
4: I know that that'd be very helpful. Uh, you know, th- this, this stuff still goes Riley's in that uh, world of, of it helping people, you know, former players and, and other just normal people that uh, have issues. Yeah. He's, he's doing a lot of that as well. So, um, yeah. I'm I'm really surprised more teams don't. have. I don't know how many teams do or yeah. or don't, but um, I'm surprised they don't. You you would be great for yeah. that. Obviously, you've kind of dipped your foot in the water with that anyway with the Kings, right?
3: Yeah. So yeah, no it it's it's it was an interesting situation that happened uh, with Los Angeles, um, and I think the biggest thing the biggest takeaway was that Dean Lombardi and Daryl Sutter were being proactive on 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 a on a program for an 80 million dollar payroll and and it you know as far as the salary goes they they spend that on bubblegum
4: right right, (laughs) Right.
3: yes so it's not about the money it's not about the money um and i just think that no matter what organization whether it's hockey or working for esso i think that um if you look at it there's probably between a five and eight percent of your of your workforce that's going to have an issue
0: And I don't know why you wouldn't protect those assets. Yeah, it's a good point. They spend so much money, as you mentioned, on on the payroll and all these other resources to support their performance. You would think that something like this, uh, that that clearly plagues not just athletes, but you know, plagues so many different people in the workforce that you would actually try to to do something to preserve their mental wellness, to maybe not uh, go down some of these dark rabbit holes that guys seem to go down. uh, Unfortunately, no. No help
3: well the other thing too riles is that like the, that role i found when i was in la was was you know if you're not good in the if you weren't good in the room as a player yeah you're not fitting in that room
0: no right? way right yeah. <laughs> you're
3: right you're just truth. i would i was walking into a stanley cup champion team in 2015 and uh for the first year they like drew Doughty, you know like, he's like you thought i scored goals i'm like easy bud <laughs> 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 like i get paid to protect you man like, No, no I, I didn't score any goals <laughs> that's funny um, and and you know they they called me by my first name, which was which was Brant, and they called me that for the first year, and it was the weirdest thing because nobody's called me that since I was probably fifteen. <laughs> yeah, it was Mizey, right? Yeah, right. So, so then the next year, when I get to LA and training camp, guys were calling me Mysey. Yeah. and uh, I said, "Oh, okay, that's that's, that's how better. this is working." You know, it takes time to get, to, to gain their trust. Right, and, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, anyways, it was uh yeah, it was a great experience.
4: Uh, so I I uh, I read something where. I Thought it was really cool. It was like not to sound cheesy, but but proud and happy for you. Uh, you said it was like when you walked through those doors, mm. you had your head held high, yeah, you know, for maybe the first time in a while, yeah, because you knew you had no lies, nothing to hide, you weren't hiding anything, you just felt great about yourself. I thought that was really cool.
3: Yeah, it was actually when we went into Edmonton and uh, we were they were playing the Oilers and uh, I walked in for pregame skate and it was the first time I got off the bus and I didn't feel guilty. Right. And I walked and I walked through the doors and I was looking around and we're actually really appreciating what the national hockey league was. Yeah. Um, because in the midst of the addiction, like we went to Nashville when I was with, with LA and I got off the plane and I'm like, fuck, is this a nice place? And they're like, <laughs> "They're like, you played here. I'm like, I know, but I don't remember any of it. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> like Nashville was a really beautiful spot I wish that I wasn't so so loaded when I played you know because yeah. there were so many times um that I think uh, it just I just missed out on that stuff yeah
0: yeah well you, you know you' you're doing amazing work and since you're you're on the topic you I mean we may as well start unpacking the book you know I mean like <laughs> yeah there, there's a lot to it obviously um you know your story is incredible your, your, your perseverance and to be able to kind of rise above and and whether the storm, maybe talk about painkiller, the book, and maybe just some of the, you know, the the, the main pieces of the story that kind of that prompted mm-hmm. you to get help, the help itself, and how you transitioned because you were banned from the NHL, uh, for, yeah. for failing drug and substance abuse. Maybe talk about that yeah. and, and how you overcame it. Yeah, man, oh man,
3: I. I'm sure a stubborn old bull boy. I tell you, like, <laughs> you'd after you'd think after the fourth rehab that I'd be like, ah, okay, I'm finished. So I'm like, nah, we're going right to the fucking end on this one. <laughs> and uh, so I did, and I was sitting there. Um, I just remember, there, you know, I write about it where there was my last night when I when I drank um, in, in 2008, and I got arrested, and I and I had uh, cops on me and stuff and uh i was living uh basically on a couch you know um trashed my sister's house and i had i had a knife out and all this stuff and i don't remember anything all i remember is is i was laying in the snow and i had a one cop his uh his knee was on my neck and i looked up at my sister and she was she was bawling and, and they looked at her and they said do you want to do you want to press charges and she said just take him home and uh <clears throat> So they took me home and I woke up in the morning and I had, as they talk about in, in the book, they talk about a spiritual shift and uh, something changed in me that morning. And by the grace of God, the league called and they said, Hey, we heard what happened last night. Are you willing to go to treatment? And I said, yes. And, um, I said, for how long? And they said, it really doesn't matter this time brand, you know? And, uh, so I went for eight months. Um, hmm. they paid for eight months of treatment. Wow. And yeah, it was, it was incredible what the league did. Um, and as I sat there, my first night in treatment, I, I got out my, my notebook and I, and I just started jotting notes about my experience and I thought, you know what, man, if you could just stay sober one day at a time, maybe you can help somebody else. Um, whether it's at a meeting or possibly even um, some of your old teammates or, or a team. And I did, and I wrote a proposal and I sent that for seven years of my sobriety and I didn't get any answers. And then I got hired by the Kings and I think and then what I did is throughout those years, I was writing down my experience of building my life back up in sobriety. Um, But when I got hired by L.A., I'm like, no, I don't want to release this while I'm working for a team. And uh, and then when the job came to uh, to end in 2018, uh, uh, the publishing company, Penguin Random House, called me and said, "Uh, we heard you're writing a book. Would you like to finish it? And I said, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so that took two years and then it got released, uh, a couple of years ago. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, writing it. Uh, the hardest part was the audiobook. <laughs> like
4: I, 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 I heard you say that once. <laughs> I heard you say that in an interview. Oh,
3: I, the first day I get there, uh, I basically sat in this studio by myself with a producer in Toronto and it was eight hours and it was word for word. And if I said one word wrong, we stopped and went back into the paragraph. And the first day I left, I said I can't do this. I said there's no way I can finish this. And then uh, eight straight days of that. Wow. It, yeah, wow. it was crazy. So yeah, it was great, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm really proud of it.
4: Yeah, you, you should, should be. be. Yeah, it's thank amazing. It's amazing. You, you know, it, it's funny, Mizey. Like um, I was telling Riley earlier, because like, you know, Riles and I used to get after it quite a bit you know when he was playing and we were you know we we lived together Mm -hmm. for a little bit and we were always you know we're best buddies and and like thinking back like when we had you like we we partied but i think maybe because i was young a younger um i didn't look at it as like oh you got a big problem because we were all partying (laughs) yeah i I may not Mm -hmm. have known the extent of of what you had going on like maybe later in the night or, or, or whatever. But, you know, I never thought to myself, you know, he's got a big time problem. No, you know,
3: yeah. Well, you weren't, you know, buddy, you were, you were such a cool cat to me back then. I was really struggling and you were always just a happy face in the room. And no wonder you've done what you've did for three decades, man. Like you're just, you're just, you're just a deadly guy. And, and, um, I just remember needing a, a warm face and you always had that in the morning for me um but yeah like i knew it was getting bad when uh <laughs> we had to practice in philly and uh i told cough i said hey i'm just going out for uh for a couple beers and he said knuckles he says make sure you're there you know in the morning you know we're gonna get bags <laughs> or whatever i said oh yeah i'll be i'll be fine you know a couple beers and so I go to this bar, I think it was Egypt's, remember Egypt's?
4: Oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> That's a club. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: So I so I go to this bar and there's a couple of girls that I knew, right? And I said, hey, you guys want to go back and uh, do a couple lines of blow? And they're like, we'd love to. So we go back to my apartment and uh, I said, listen, I got to be on the ice at like 9.30. I said, so the blow stops at like one in the morning. So now it's not about nine o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> We're still sniffing. It, Jeez. I'm just sweating bullets. And I said, I said, Oh my God, I got to go to practice. I said, uh, I go, uh, I can't find my keys. You guys got a car. They're like, yeah. So they pull up in this like shitty Dotson gremlin.
1: It's just,
3: it's just rusted out. I'm, I'm, I'm just sweating in the front seat of this car. These two girls are driving me to practice. I told them to drop me off two blocks from, from the rink. Right.
4: Yeah.
3: So, so I get in <clears throat> And I sat next to cough and he said, Oh my God, He goes, what <laughs> happened to you? He goes you, <laughs> he goes, you fucking reek. I said, bro. I said, even if I tell you what I did last night, <laughs> you're not going to believe
4: me. <laughs> I said,
3: <laughs> I, I go, but here's the deal, man. I said, I wasn't a good skater before. I'm going to be like a really bad skater today. Like there's no way I'm going to make it. He just said, Hey man, he said, go out on the ice, take one lap say you pulled your back out and get off. I said, if I can make the lap, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I get out there and I do the one lap. I made it. And I said, uh, I said, I pulled my back. And then that was, that was the start of the insanity for me where I said, wow, man, things, I can't control this beast anymore. You know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, any, anyways, it's just a power, powerful moment where I realized that I was that that I was Brandt Myers wasn't in control. No matter how tough I thought I was on the ice, this nice. thing was beat
0: me up every fucking day. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's wild. I was gonna say, uh, wh- when did you, I mean? You know, once you start putting your head down this rabbit hole and understanding substance abuse and, and addiction specifically uh you make it you make the connection back to trauma some sort of trauma you know whether it's mm-hmm. capital t or series of small you know smaller type traumas w- when were you able to identify where some of this was coming from was this like totally after yeah. your, your, your sobriety or later years later or
3: yeah i i would say yeah riles i would say like for me it was it was that fifth rehab in oregon um that worked and okay you know we had i had a great therapist there who um excuse me, who was um, really easy on me when I got in there. You know, I was a pretty broken guy. And uh, we did an hour, hour and a half of therapy every day. And I had a lot of, a lot, I didn't realize that I had these issues about um, my dad leaving. And, and I grew up, well, I grew up up until maybe the age of seven or eight in a pretty abusive household with a the, with the stepfather. And then uh, my grandparents took me in and raised me. And I didn't, I've never really addressed that. Like, why doesn't my mom or my dad? Why aren't they really in my life, and why aren't I living with them? And they mm-hmm. fucking live down the street, you know. Right. Um, so I had to, I had to address that. I had to address um, the abandonment issues that I had. I had to address the fact that, um, you know, for me personally, fighting wasn't uh, something that I got up and rah rah, let's go. I mean, it was. Right. It was every two weeks I get a paycheck and I get to play in the NHL. But here's what I have to do. And you're, it's fine maybe when you're, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. But once you get to like 26, 27, 28, you've been fucking banging it out in the minors and you've been doing it in the show. Like it, it starts to take a toll on you. It's not as, as much like excitement as it used to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, so just a lot of stuff I addressed, but it didn't happen until my last uh, treatment center.
4: I, I was going to ask you like Riles and I've talked about this before. Um, first of all, it's, it's the toughest job. I mean, like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. And, and all of this, I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever met a tough guy that wasn't my, one of my favorite guys in the room, just yeah. always the the best guys, you know, to hang with and, and talk with, but, it's such a hard job. and I don't think people understand, like you have to find a way to cope with that. And, and a lot of like, even Riles will tell you, like, you know, we used to go out and Craig Baruby was, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure, you know, chief, he, chief. he was like, man, it, it was tough to take a fucking nap in the afternoon. knowing I got to go fight probert. And then I got coaster knocking on the glass saying I'm next, yeah. you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and you, and you dealt with the same shit. And so did Riley. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's what I was going to ask you about that is like, when you played juniors obviously uh you, your numbers the one year like good god I mean well, every year you had a lot yeah. of them you had th- 359 in one year but uh, yeah. did, did did that kind of like did it bother you then or because you were younger you just like oh, I'm a bad I'm a big you're a big kid obviously Yeah. but did it start then maybe drinking and and yeah. maybe some of the partying to kind of like cope with it or
3: Yeah I had a reward system early on when I was 6 uh 17 when I started drinking and and it was okay so Okay, Mize. You know you're gonna have to go and, and and get into battle here, but here's what's waiting for you after the game. You know, country bar, the tunes, the girls, etc., right. etc. Right? So I had a reward system, and I fucking always met that reward system, right? No matter what was going on. So if I, when I got sober out of treatment in San Jose, I remember that first year, and uh, I was having a hard time. I was having a hard time getting up for those games and then going home and like sitting there at 1130 30 by myself.
4: Yeah.
3: And just like, okay, now what the fuck? I can only chew so much ta- tobacco. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like now what do I do? So I found that I found that extremely difficult. And then I started I couldn't do that job unless I was boozing. So so then I'd start sneaking the booze at the bar with the boys, and I'd, you know, have a couple shots of vodka and the orange juice. um, and just calm my nerves down a little bit. And, and I write about it in the book and I'll never forget when I fought the rock that last game. And, uh, I got my face smashed in pretty good. Um, I just remember the doctor coming in after the surgery and he said, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, well, son, he said, you've had quite a career. He said, but the fighting stops now it's over. And it was the first time I walked out and I, I looked around and I said, wow, I, this, it was almost like a, and I don't mean this in a in a bad way, but you know if like somebody's uh sort of uh, locked up or in jail for a long time and then the key gets given to them. Yeah. That's sort of how I felt. I was 30 33 years old and I was finally done, you know. Yeah. And uh so yeah, like boy nowadays these kids have no clue what I mean it's thank, like when I was seeing Riles, you know, thank God for YouTube, right? Nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but Coats, like, my God, like looking at you now today, this man that you are today and what you're doing and then the role that you played. Um, I told my buddy today, Steve, I said, man, that's that's one guy that like you didn't even have to fight people the way that you looked. Was just it yeah. was just <laughs> was like like there's some guys that look really scary and coats to me looked really scary and he backed it up too. The you were a big lefty, weren't you? Oh
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Majority <laughs> yeah. lefty, yeah.
3: You're a big you're a big lefty. And uh I just remember seeing some tilts that you had, and what a what a warrior you were, bro. Are you kidding me? Like <clears throat> unbelievable, man. Like, hats yeah. off to you, buddy. That's off. Well, to thanks.
0: You. Yeah, and unpacking it after the fact, you know, a lot of what you're saying resonates with me. You know, like that, that, that sense of freedom when I decided to retire. Right, it was like yeah. it was like taking the shackles off, man. There was like this element of just like, like, like letting go and, and, yeah. and being able to breathe, but. You know, I look back on on my career and I realized that I was a lot of what I was doing was fighting out of fear. Like it was like mm. all these different fear bodies that I was able to make sense of, like fear of letting my parents down, fear of like letting myself down. You know, I was yeah. supposed to be like the hockey player from Winnipeg, like letting everyone else down. It's like all these like, you know, and and, and like just making sense of where it was coming from, because I'm a pretty peaceful guy and I always have been. Um, yeah, yeah. But but looking back, you're saying like that fear, like the, the the scariness is probably it's probably honestly my own fear that what you're is what you're seeing is, and I look back, I'm like, geez, I'm like, I look fucking scared, like you know, I, I look like, <laughs> yeah. but like. You know again you're, you're you're it's like your livelihood it's everything you've worked your ass off for so there is an element of fear and you know cuz you know when you're when you're in it you're you're trying to make sense where this is coming from like why why would I sign up to fight guys like you and George the Rock and all this stuff cuz yeah. I didn't have that role of playing juniors you know I wasn't I wasn't the tough guy um Whoa. but it was yeah it was self preservation I guess Here's here's the other thing like even if you
3: go back to Proby days, mid-days, right? So you have you have one or two heavies on every team in the nineties, right? Why the fuck didn't they make a minimum of three million bucks a year?
0: Right. No <laughs> right. kidding. Like, are, yeah. you
3: ki- are you kidding are you kidding me? You're We're right. making 450 grand to do that job. Like, like we should have fucking started out talking at three million. Yeah. All right. Like, like, I just don't understand why the tough guys got paid so little money back then. I mean, yeah, you had Ty, which was you know, he was a rock star in his day. Mm-hmm, and right. you had Proby and Marty and those guys that were, and Brash that were making over a million. But the majority of us made league minimum to yeah, do the, one of the toughest jobs in the world. Yes. I just couldn't figure that out.
0: I yeah. agree. Especially when, you know, fighting, like you said, like it was so prevalent that it was putting it was putting fans in the seats. You know what I mean? It was, it was actually turning yeah. ticket sales, right? So you No, know, they could throw no
4: the- one's <laughs> sitting down when you drop the miss, you know, in any building. Well,
0: it's funny
3: because like, like as the years go on, fan, like the fans, the, the new age fans, they'll never understand what it was like going into Philly on a Friday night. Like if you're, you know, me coming in from Tampa or whoever it may be, right. And whether it's Riley and Fridge and whoever it may be, but the building was buzzing before the game and this is mm-hmm. regular season. This isn't playoffs, right? Right? They knew what was going to go down that night, yeah. and it just it, it it felt like the whole game was full of excitement. And if you got up four to one in the third period, <laughs> look <Yeah>. out, <how> man! <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I know, you know? right? Yeah. Like, like there's there's games this year I see where teams get blown out like nine to one. There's not a fucking penalty, and but I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Like, show some show some <laughs> heart here, boys! Like, my god,
0: uh, yeah. Fine. Well, speaking that's of that, I mean, it sounds like I understand your your, your perspective. But like the, the new NHL, you got to appreciate the skill. I mean, where, where does the yeah. role of fighting still lie w- within the game, especially the Quebec oh, Junior Junior League oh, banning fighting and the direction it's going? Oh, the
3: role of fighting, yeah. Oh man, that 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 ended when the visors got implemented.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah,
3: like we're we're years late on that. I think right when were the visors implemented? Three, four years ago, five years ago, maybe. Yeah, it's been a while because yeah. Yeah, you're down
4: to seven guys without without it, visor in the league. Yeah,
3: as soon as, that, as, soon as they implemented the, the bug shields in the NHL, it was over. It was over. Like, I, I look at guys fighting. I couldn't do that job now, punching a guy's visor. Are know, you kidding right? me? No wonder, the, no wonder they fight the way that they do. So they get on. They look sideways. They throw a punch. They go back. They throw a punch. Back in the day, we were going down the middle. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and you can't go down the middle with a with a visor on now. So it's yeah, that that's gone. That's done.
4: Yeah, that's, yeah. that's funny you say it about going down the middle because we we had um, a few weeks ago we were talking and and talking about Luch might be one of the yeah he him and Delorie he does it yeah. they they still they still do it but you're right I mean it's it's different it's just different it,
3: you're, it's different. different everything is evolving and changing and I get it and don't get me wrong like. Um, I can't wait for the NHL playoffs, right? right like yeah. I, I love hockey and I, I love the sport and I know that things are changing. Um, but I think that the easiest thing is that, you know, but it, it, it was it's not the game that I grew up falling in love with when I was younger. That's all. Yeah. You know, like, um, I just remember seeing guys like Iserman and Wayne and Mario and Mess and, um, and, uh, and all these guys, none of them had visors on. Right, <laughs> best players yeah. to ever play the game, and yeah. they, they did. They did okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, so I, I don't know. I, again, I appreciate the skill, nasty, and I get all that. But I, but I do miss, man. I, I do miss the, 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 the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that raw emotion, you know, that the, the the essence was always there. Like, you, know, there was always that extra layer of like. Uh, just gamesmanship. Like you just, it was yeah. was—you're never safe. Like you said, like 4 1, the game wasn't over. You're just going mean, to sit just... back and ride out the clock. Like you're playing for like, <laughs> the next game now. You're setting the tone. Yeah. And, I don't yeah. Know, the big well, hits and, and the scrums and the chirping. And,
3: and the other thing, too, like back, Riles, back when you played, do you think when Flurry came down to the other end or to fight Bennington that the fucking <laughs> linesman would have got in there back oh, in the day? Oh yeah, right? no Are you kidding? So, like, I'm like, oh man, come on, guys. Like, enough's enough. Like, let him go. My guys, like, uh, yeah, it's not Garce No. It's right.
4: Yeah.
1: Like,
4: like, yeah. like it's, like it's flur it's flurry, man. Let him go. Yeah, I'm Did you see the clip of that with where he was mic'd that game? Yeah, he goes, did he you? goes, he's, he reminded me of when Hexy skated
3: down
2: the ice, yeah. remember? Yeah.
3: He's trying to get his glove off. And then exactly. he goes, Come on, let's go, let's go, let him go. It'll be fun. I heard all of it. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. it'd be good for the fans, he says, or something he goes, like be, that. <laughs> and he's right. But he he's is right. right. It's it's like when you had when you had lates on the other day. Yeah, talking about that brawl in uh, in Norfolk. Yeah, that that went on. Uh, like I said, I mentioned to you, it's insane that two goalies going at it at the end of this absolutely animalistic brawl that ended up, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the, and the boys are like, okay, we're done. Let's go back to the room.
4: So you know? I'm glad we had this written down. We're glad you brought that up. Cause I, I sent the boys that video you showed me. <laughs> oh really? Text me. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The big laugh, Paul coming in and all yawns. <laughs> yeah. Trae- yeah, yeah. Um, what, so ha- what happened exactly? Oh. <clears throat> what exactly okay. went all, on there?
3: <laughs> all I remember is, is, is a good buddy of mine, Jim Vandemere. right? Oh yeah. 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 player Jimmy. So, so Vandy was doing the Vandy stuff and fucking around all night. And, uh, <laughs> so the period ends and the period ends and I get off the ice and I and I give him a cross check and I say you do that again, you're going to sleep next period, right? He's like, ah oh, fuck you, Mizey, or whatever. So we start skating off and I get off the ice <laughs> and, and I hear, hey, hey, and I look back. And I see Tom Rowe and Trent Yanni swinging at each other with their suits on, uh, on the <laughs> ice. So I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. So I, I take my tie down and I undo it. And I skate in the pile and I just think, fuck this, let's get this going then. Bang, I hit somebody. And then I don't really remember much after that, <laughs> other than I was, I, I was on the ice and my hands were on the ice. And I'll never forget, Sean Thornton was on my back. And He goes, Myzy, give me your hands. He goes, because there's all these skates going around. Oh, yeah. So he goes, Myzy, give me your hands. So he I take he takes my hands and, and, and brings them in. And then he goes, You're good, right? You're not gonna do anything. I go, No, bro. I go, I'm done. So he get- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> so he so gets off me and I stand up and I see Trent Yanni in his suit. And he goes, Myers, he goes, Look what you did. He goes, You started this whole fucking brawl. I go fuck you, yawns. Right, not thinking anything of it. And he yeah. goes, he goes, fuck me. He goes, no, fuck you. And I thought, okay, I go, I go. You literally have two decisions here: one, <laughs> grab him by his tie and punch him out, or two, just skate off and grab somebody else, right? <laughs> and I thought, you know what? No, I'm only gonna ever get one chance to hit a coach. I <laughs> go, <laughs> I go. I go, I'm going for it. So I yeah. just, I just reach over and 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 punch Trent. And then again, the lights go out because I think they had Brown and they had 40 and they were coming at me from punches from both angles.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And then I and
3: then all I hear is a screaming from linesman. Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. I look over to my left and I see that he snapped his leg or something. Like he was Jeez. getting carried off. And then it was yeah. just head butts and elbow drops. <laughs> elbow drops. It was, oh, yeah. It was WWE. insane. It literally was insane. Um, and uh, Dave Andrews was the president of the league. And he was there that night watching the game. It was crazy. Oh, I'm sure he loved, he loved <laughs> yeah.
0: that. Yeah. That was a yeah. doozy. Oh man,
4: it It seemed to just keep going too. like it kind of calmed down, and the the camera would move, and it'd be another pile. I know, but you know what?
3: You know what? And you and you guys would know about this, you know, Coats too. When you go through something like that as a team, boy, oh boy, you want to talk about the ride home? Yeah, how much? Like how how close we felt as a group? Like especially Tom Rowe. like he was our coach. He got suspended eight games. Their coach got eight. I got eight games. Like, like there's a lot of boys that were out for a while. Yeah. But we just felt so together that year. And if you look at our team that year, I think we we were killing it. We had a hundred and some points. Like we were a really close team. It was a lockout year.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm. Um, so we had big chewy Commodore and we had all the boys oh, yeah, that were that right. were down, right? And uh yeah, I was Till this day, I mean, it was just the most insane thing I've ever been. I'm I'm glad actually nobody got well I really guess hurt. Yeah. The those lines. Besides the linesman
0: <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> sure. his femur.
3: <laughs> Sorry, sorry to the linesman, but I mean, on how nasty that was, I'm glad nobody got seriously injured. Yeah, I know. For That's what I was sure.
0: thinking. That was one of the bigger dust ups you're gonna see in hockey right oh, there. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I've never been in one such a such a crazy one, but yeah, I mean it's uh I remember back in the day, we said this when I was I think it was in the Central League or whatever league I was in. But like big line brawl, big old fashioned dust up is the best way, yeah. best team building exercise <laughs> you could do. You know? It really <laughs> you is. Said, got each other's back. It everyone's is. pumped. Oh, it's, yeah. so, it's so true. Hey, hey, nasty.
3: <laughs> I was gonna ask you do, you, do you see Hammer around at all?
0: I've been seeing him out uh, pretty pretty recently. He's doing doing a lot better. Yo, yeah. Man. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. Well, well, Riles, we'll have to chat. We, me, mm-hmm. and I met Hammer. In 2005, we went and did an NHL uh, uh, broadcasting thing in New York, and I was paired with with Hammer for the whole week. And I gotta tell you, man, like I had a vision of this guy, you know, when I was growing up. And yeah, and we we had so much fun. We did a videotape together, an audio tape where we were, we were calling a hockey game. <laughs> we laughed so hard together that like there was no way that you could have put that out it was the worst one that anybody <laughs> ever did and hammer hammer if you're listening to this and you have that audio please send it to me i'd love to listen to it
0: again Raj, uh, you got to you got to talk to him again. I'll <laughs> definitely awesome. talk to him he, he would appreciate that yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess yeah. that's the the, 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 the experience in it, in it all right it's not so much yeah. the polished piece yeah. but the, the joy you find doing it and i'm sure oh, you yeah. appreciate that
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. Yeah. But, Mizey,
4: I was going to say, I, I just, kind of just popped in my head. I don't know if you remember when you came to meet, because you came to the Phantoms first for a couple games before yeah. you, you went to the big boys. And uh, I, me and our bus driver, Mel – we came and got you at the airport and really?
0: uh, uh, yeah, you don't remember. Right?
4: Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a long night the night before maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I came, I I jumped on the bus with Mal. We came, got your stuff, took it back and you went to the hotel, whatever. And then came in and, and uh, it was so funny. Like uh, I remember talking to Rodney, that the equipment guy in Syracuse. And he's like, our guys are shitting their fucking pants because we were a tough team. You yeah, know, we had a t- we had some tough guys. Obviously, we had the animal Frankie and and just some other guys that were tough. But uh, yeah. we we throw you into the mix and and uh, Roddy going these guys don't want to fucking play tonight. Blah <laughs> blah. So I think it was in the first period. I don't think he gave the guy much chance. And I, and usually Riley will tell you I remember everything. I remember yeah. the names. I remember, but I do remember this. You, you basically said you're going, dude. And I think you just wanted to like show the boys you're really? here, you know. And you you threw about five lefts before this guy knew what the fuck happened. And he's down and you're in the box and he was looking around. <laughs>
1: and
3: the
4: boys that were so like, funny.
2: Yeah,
3: that, that, <laughs> I, that's...
4: he's not going to be here long, fellas. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, he's going to be up there on top. But, uh, oh, I'll never forget that. Uh, it well, it's funny.
3: if if you look at if you look at the way that I looked back then, I was, uh, I was pretty chubby, man. Like I was I was so out of shape. Like I, I probably had over 20% body fat. Oh wow. Um, so um and and usually in the American Hockey League, I like I, I love the boys and everything, but I didn't I didn't want to fight down there.
4: I know, yeah. Like I, I just that.
3: I just didn't like during the lockout year in Lowell, oh yeah, I was ready to rock and roll because I knew that if once the season ended, I'd have a chance of getting called up. Right. Right. But usually in the in the minors, I didn't really want to go. And you had Frankie, you had Dave McIsaac. right? Yep. Dave McIsaac? Yep. You had Pise. Um, We had a tough we had a tough crew. Yeah. And uh, I think I only played maybe two or three games, and then I got called up to Philly. Yeah. Um, and then and then you know once you get to the show, then you're uh, totally different mindset. Right. Like you're right. ready to go all the time.
4: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> Nasty knuckles, listeners. It's time to get your real estate in top form. You need DLI Commercial to help you on your next construction project. These experts know how to take your project from the penalty box to all-star caliber. From complete buildouts to major renovations, they've got you covered. Let DLI Commercial help you make your next construction project a real power play. For more deets, you need to head on over to their website, dlicommercial.com.
4: It's funny because, like I said earlier, Myzie, at the time, you know, I didn't know you were – I don't want to say suffering, but I guess suffering, but you had these, you know, these demons yeah. or whatever you want to call it Um, because we always part. You know, everybody party, but I'll, I'll just never forget we're in Cincinnati and I've told the story. Bush, Brian Boucher, and uh, Andy Delmar are the rookies.
3: Yeah.
4: And we started out. It was a whole team thing. We went to—I don't know if you'll remember this—but we went to—we went across the border to Indiana because they had a casino. Yeah. So we kind of started there, had some dinner, mm. guys are gambling, and you—I was beside you, dinner, we're having drinks. Next thing I know, you're gone.
3: Yeah. And yeah. I just remember, like,
4: <laughs> the fuck is Mize? Like, yeah, I will find him. Yeah, I'm sure we'll run into him. So we end up going back into Cincinnati that's where yeah. we were yeah. and we're downtown which i don't suggest sorry if you're from cincinnati but it was, <laughs> yeah. we're in a little shady area and we had a couple friends with us and it was me and and deli and bush and i swear to god it was like out of nowhere you came walking through the door and this was this old house and it was a bar it was on the second floor and it was like a kind of like a college bar or something. Yeah. You came in, you picked me up, you're fucking throwing me up and down, you know, <laughs> all buck 150. I mean, and uh we're laughing and everything. I'm like, where the fuck you go? And I don't remember what you said. So anyway, we're like, it's time to get out of here. We got to get back to the hotel because we stayed in the shitty area of Cincy back yeah. down where the gardens were mm-hmm. where we were playing. Anyway, long story short, we get downstairs and we we're just waiting, waiting, waiting on the cab well, there's these dudes across the street and they're kind of chirping and you chirp back and I'm like, hey, Myzy, there's like nine of them. Like, <laughs> You don't have anyone tough here with you. You've got two girls, <laughs> me, Booch and Delhi. And they're literally hiding in this little doorway and they're like nasty, you got to get them this, like stop. And I'm like, he's fine. Like, We'll be fine. Next thing you know, you're like, this guy chirps at you and you're like, fuck you. You know, like, I'm like, oh boy, I'm like, so I think you know, myzy really likes me. I can <laughs> I can try to reason with. It. Yeah. So I grab you. I grab you, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, calm down." And your eyes started going, and you were like, "Whoa, go oh fuck!" And so you start chasing me. What? So, oh yeah, true story. As and booze. I you're wow. Kind of, you're I chasing don't... me, and I'm and we were we were banged up, yeah. but I'm kind of running in little circles like eights, and you're. <laughs> And instead of just going straight at me, you're following me. And he's certain So then I get behind a telephone pole and I'm literally going back and forth. And no for about way. 30 seconds, you're trying to get to me, and then you just start dying laughing. You're like, You little fucker, I can't <laughs> catch you. I'm like, I'm scared to death for one. You're not gonna catch me. And then you just start laughing, you hug me. We walk down the street, get in a cab, and go home. But the next told- morning, the, the, the next morning, you walk into the rink, and and I'm like you're like nasty. What's up? And I'm like, look, I'm like, dude. And you're like, what?
3: i I, like, didn't, I didn't remember dude. it. No,
4: no, no, no and, and way. You talk about that a lot in your. Oh not, yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, yeah. I don't mean to make light of it or make fun of it, but now looking back, I see, you know, you just, you didn't. So I
3: told. I told you I was out of shape. I couldn't
4: catch you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was quick though, dude. I was, only about 20, I was only about
4: twenty-six or twenty-five years old, then, or twenty-six years old. So, oh
1: man.
4: Well, I was so scared you weren't catching me because oh. I knew I was dead.
3: <laughs> God, it, what? What? Yeah, honestly, there, there's literally just a few moments of the phantoms that I can uh, that I can remember. That was the first year I got into the cocaine.
4: I was going to ask you that. Yeah. When did Start like start? Uh, oh, career? that started
3: think- in Philly. Yeah, and okay. uh, um, yeah I won't mention any names but there was a, a <laughs> guy there's a guy uh, close to the organization let's just say yeah that, that could get it and right. uh, and uh, man once I tried that stuff then it was it was game over um I just remember uh, Cords, Dan Cordick, and <clears throat> coming over to my house for a drink and he just said, Oh, it's like one o'clock. I better get going. I go, one. Like, I'm just starting to, I'm just starting to get rolling, brother. <laughs> like, come <Yeah>. on, man. <laughs> you know, we can play some PlayStation 2. We can hang out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so uh, so the Coke was uh it was a game changer for me. It took it took me down hard. And and that's why, you know, I think with the flyers, because there were so many guys when I walked into that dressing room and I had uh, Paul Coffey come up to me and shake my hand and said, "Hey, I hear you're from Edmonton. I love playing there. You know, welcome to the team." It was, and then you're just looking around. There's Big E and there's Brindamore and there's uh, Shell Samuelson who I had on my wall when I was a kid, and Ron Hextall is in net, and um, Johnny. Lec- I mean, it just went on and on. Like yeah. you want to, you want to talk about a big team, like we average six four back then it's like Big we team. had a monster yeah. team man and it was our fourth line was me uh chords and danny lacroix and we were Sheesh. all left we were all left handed yeah that's yeah. right <laughs> yeah and uh so we had some fun that year but um it yeah. was uh what a what an awesome place to play i, lo- I love playing there
4: yeah it, it was it, it is a great place and i remember one night uh because i used to come over and help out um You know, sometimes I'd have to come over to the Flyers games. Uh, And I remember the one night you coming around the corner and you just had some fresh frosty Ross always gives me shit about frosted tips. Frosty tips. You yeah. had some fresh frosties and you had this yellow suit, Myzy. I was no like, oh, what hey, And you were like, what's up, bro? And I was like, look at you. I was like looking at the suit. You're like, what? This whole thing? You know, like I had a
3: I had a cream-colored suit on with the tips. Wow. Yeah,
4: yeah, you did. You did. Um what you know what has just popped in my head too, Myzy, and, and I I think I have I have to send it to you. I think I have a picture of you and I together um at Johnny Stevens. It was when you were there for the first week or so, like you said, three or four games, he had a Halloween party.
2: Oh, I do remember Do you remember that. going to that? Yes, you and I, so you yes. were like, hey,
4: you're like, hey, come grab me. We'll <laughs> yeah. stop on the way and uh, to before we go to Johnny's. And I'm like, okay, and I know exactly where we stop. I can't think of the name of it, but it's on Blackwood-Clementon Road, and they have this um, – and still there. It's a, it's a liquor store, but in the back they had a bar. So yeah. you saw that there was a bar, and you're like – Let's run in here real quick. And I'm like, well, we got to get to the party. No, no, no. So we go in and you're like, hey, a couple shots. So we do come up like, hey, I got to drive. Like, you know, like we we were in there like 10 minutes in some idiot. Like, I don't know who would look at you and want to chirp. Yeah. But there was some guy sitting there. It's like five in the afternoon, six o'clock, maybe because we were heading to the party. And this guy's starts chirping and you're just kind of like blowing them off, whatever. We have a couple more drinks and I'm like, all right, Mizey, I seriously got to drive us there. Like, I got to stop. And you're laughing. You're like, all right, let's get out of here. And this guy says something. And you're like, buddy, what's your problem, man? Like, you were really cool about it. And you're like, but you know if you got if you got a big problem we you know we go outside and just talk about it and i was like oh shit you like, i'm going to get in trouble cuz homer's going to be like you're what are you doing and you and you oh. made a comment and i laughed and i told all the boys cuz i thought it was so funny in the car we were talking about it you put your left hand up and you said you gave a number like 50 and oh you're like I don't know but this this right here and he just held your left up You go, it's like 47 and oh if you want to try it. and I'm like all right Mizey we're out the door here buddy oh, no <laughs> you probably don't remember that but well I don't funny. remember
3: I don't remember that but I do remember a night at um where it was the first time in a street fight where I got KO and it was in Philly and uh we're at Egypt oh. again <laughs> and, uh, I had a couple, again, a couple girls that I was hanging with and I knew, and I said, you want to get out of here? And they said, yeah, sure. And, uh, so as I was giving my, the t- my valet ticket to the guy, um, these three big juice monkeys were off duty bouncers and they're like, Hey Myers, they're like, you think you're pretty fucking tough on the ice. Eh? And I'm like, Oh boy. I'm like, no guys, it's good. I'm going home. And, uh, they said, no, no, no. You ain't going home tonight. No, no, no. I said, really? I said, are we all doing this right now? And they're like, yeah. Jeez. I said, okay. I said, listen, there's three of you. I said, so let me just go at you one at a time. Okay. So I take off my suit jacket cause it was after a game <clears throat> and we're, so now I'm squaring off in the, in, like on the road. Right. And the first guy comes in, bang, I hit him. He goes down and then I get kicked in the face. And, uh, They start hammering on me pretty good and then the cops come flying around the corner and the lights go on and I'm like, Oh man. So anyways, they're like, you know, Brent, what's going on? Boy. I said, Hey man, I was trying to go home. I got jumped or whatever. And so the next morning I go into the rink and there's a note on my stall and it just said, see Clarky. Oh (laughs) man. man." So I I go, I go see Bobby and uh, he said, "Uh, I told you what was going to happen. He said, you thought I was fucking around, didn't you? and he goes pack your bags you're going to fill it to the phantoms and uh, that was it that was it yeah it was crazy no shit hey eh? well wow,
0: it's down. funny how Jeez. that
4: man knew everything everything that happened <laughs> everything yeah everything i was with i was with clarky he was the uh he gave me my first job you know out of college with the panthers me and my you know i went down there with my dad and clarky and we're i'll never forget we were on the road and he he was really good to me you know always give me like a couple hundred bucks. Hey, I know your friends are here. Go take them out for dinner, all this stuff. And he was great, but the shit he knew. yeah, the, yeah. I, I, He's like telling me some, who I was hanging with and I'm like, what the fuck does he? Yeah. My dad goes, Derek, he knows fucking everybody and he knows everything. I'm like, oh. D-
3: dialed in. They were, so yeah. dialed, they were so dialed in back then, like even when Slats was in Edmonton, when I was there for just briefly. Um, it's funny, he had to he had to call me on a payphone at West Edmonton Mall to uh t- <laughs> to tell me that I you know was getting uh probably traded to Philly, but uh yeah, they slats knew everything too. Like yeah. you couldn't go anywhere in Edmonton without anybody knowing. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think I would have made uh junior if there was cell phones.
4: Oh <laughs> man, right? yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, I, I,
4: I, I saw an interview with you, I think it was a while back, but the, I think the guy brought up like, could you imagine? Not then like we yeah, and you and you know what your comment was we, we'd probably be talking right now between a pane of glass guaranteed <laughs> guaranteed
3: <laughs> you know? for like sure it's it's a hundred percent that knowing my personality with snapchat and all yep. this stuff that like when i'm fucking loaded at four in the morning is if I'm not gonna tweet something stupid or I'm not gonna send right. a dumb picture to somebody. Right. Like there's no way I would have I would have done anything productive with
0: my life if there was social media. It was yeah. impossible.
4: Yeah, you're right. It's
0: it's crazy. Yeah. It is a, it is a serious distraction. It's interesting. I mean, it, or it, it is interesting how they're dealing with this within the, with NHL teams or sports teams. Cause I know at the start of every year, they have like the social media meetings, but it's, it keeps evolving, right? <laughs> the, the danger of these, these, these tools keeps increasing. Right. And it's yeah. like you talk about distraction as far as interfering with performance, but. We're really getting you into trouble, you know, especially uh, as you mentioned, uh, like late night, man, you make one bad decision that'll haunt you the rest of your life, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. It's
3: it's it's almost uh I don't know. <clears throat> I think if I was a if I was an NHL hockey player, I I'd have a flip phone and no social media. Yeah. I'd stay <laughs> off, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I really cause it's not it's not worth the two, three, four, five, six, seven million dollars. No, like, you're right. Like, if you want to get a hold of me, here's my home phone number on my on my flip phone. Yeah. yeah. Other than other than that, I don't carry a fucking camera phone. I don't do none of that stuff. You know. No, that's um, why. I just yeah. I just I. Yeah, it's crazy.
4: My Z, I got a question. Um, and you maybe you answered it earlier. Um, when you were talking about like being in San Jose, and um, you know, you, you after your second stint in rehab, you went back to San Jose, and you're like after a game, you you. Did, needed something, like you said, to wind down. I was going to ask, like, you know, you go three, four times. Is that what it was? You just couldn't handle, like, after games or, or th- that pressure? Is that what kept, like, because, I mean, you think, like like you said earlier, four, after four times you think he, he clicks in, but mm-hmm. um, that's where I don't think people understand it. It could be, I don't want to say disease, but it, some people say it's a disease. You know, it's it's just not easy to fix. Um four times going in it, it was it more of, of like pressures of playing the game and your role I should say um
3: oh boy yeah I think that um <clears throat> I wasn't able to dissect any of it really until I started actually treating the issue you know which was in the fifth treatment center right but um you know there was some situations that I look at now and obviously I was insane because any sane excuse me, any sane person wouldn't do what I was doing. Um, I was wired differently than some people. I think that when I ingest drugs or alcohol into my body that uh, something changes in me and I don't, I just don't make very good decisions. Um, And it's, uh, you know, but when it comes to like the fighting part and, and all that, you know, I found, especially with the cocaine and the women that, the high that I get from, from doing that with girls after a game and partying all night was pretty comparable to the high that I got fighting in front of 19,000 people. Okay. So there's my reward system again. Yeah. And, and that's how I was able to justify that role for me. Um, and like I said, I very, I had very short stints of sobriety in the national hockey league. Um, and I mean, they sent me to my first treatment center when I was 24, right out of Philly. And I spent 90 days in treatment in Los Angeles. And the day that I got out, I bought a bag of Coke to, wow. to drive back to Edmonton, you know, wow. cause it was a long, <laughs> a yeah, long, it was a long, long drive. Right? <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: But, uh, oh, but so there were the, there was the, the insanity that was kicking in. And then, um, actually, uh, Quite honestly, once I, I never really read my book until it got delivered. Like they send an author, all these copies. Cause I was so busy writing it and editing it and all this stuff. And then, um, <clears throat> when I got it, I, uh, I like, wow, like, cool. I'm like, I've never really, really read it like as a book. Right. So, so I, I turn out all the lights, you know, light a couple candles and, and I start reading and as I'm reading and I get into those parts that you're talking about, the insanity parts. I yeah. just it really hit me hard. I, I I just said, wow. I said, maybe at the time I couldn't understand um, the craziness that I was going through, but it it enabled me going through that journey and that pain to be able to have this book here to hopefully help somebody else understand what they're going through.
4: Right.
3: So that was probably a good purpose behind it. No. Yeah. It's,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, super interesting. I, Wait, I was go ahead. Sorry, yeah, well, no, because there's there's you know, there's a lot of people that uh you know like to pick apart the role and blame everything that happens in their life on the role itself, right? And they they don't mm-hmm. like see past the role of fighting, they don't look at, you know, maybe childhood traumas or stuff that they're dealing with in their personal life, right? They just want to demonize the role itself. And you know, I I can I can certainly attest to like there's obviously added pressures to just, you know, regular job performance when you're when you're taking on this role, but I mean, you've also seen 50-goal scorers that have gone down these paths too, you know. Joe, and, and Joe like, Murphy. I mean, oh right, Yeah, I, I played with Murph in San
3: Jose. We were oh, really, you did, eh? Well, yeah, we were really close buddies. And, oh, God, when that thing came out on TSN, my heart just dropped. Oh, I know. You know? It's awful. And uh, I talked to a friend of mine, Matt Johnson. Um, hmm. You guys remember Big yeah. Moose? Yeah, yeah. How like, oh, he yeah. doing? Big Moose. Yeah. Um, He's doing okay. You know, he's hanging yep. in there. He's in L.A. To, at, I uh, believe it's a sober uh, recovery home, that okay. uh, so, a sober living. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's doing okay, man. He's, he's, he's trying it one day at a time. So, um, yep. you know, know, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know what, buddy? I don't, I'm not, hey, man, I'd never sit here and say, oh, fuck. No, 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 no. I got to live out my dream of playing in the National Hockey League. And I only wanted to play one shift, you guys. <laughs> I just wanted to play one shift, sitting next to an NHLer, and I got to play on six or seven teams. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and have a fucking pity party for for some of the shit that I went through. Um, you know, uh, I was uh, extremely blessed to have that opportunity. And um, yeah, did I like the fighting? Of course not, man. I don't like punching people in the face. Like that's right. just not who I am. But that was part of the game. It was part of the role, and I did it, and I tried to do it the best that I could for my teammates. And um, you know, now I haven't had to have a fight in uh, 18 years, and right. um, it feels great not to wake up and put Vaseline on my face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know,
4: it's Riles. It's like sometimes you, you've said before. It's it's almost like you guys. And and, and Misey, I, I read something you had said too. It's like, no, I don't sit at home and go, wait, hey, I can't wait till Friday. we play uh, you know <laughs> yeah. I gotta go fight Dave Brown or George Rock or any of these monsters, yeah. Yeah. even though you're a big man. No one's like, hey yeah, hey. I know Riley was never like, oh I can't wait till tomorrow. I gotta fight trash <laughs> <You know, like, laughs> yeah. um, but it, it's it, it's just amazing. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people understand that that part of it that, that the pressure that comes with that. And the only, lap sleep and everything else.
3: There was only a couple of guys that I that I heard that really liked it, and that was Twister. I think Twister. <laughs> I think Twister said that he loved it. Um, Jeez. And uh, geez, I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe maybe Parks, um, oh. Scott Parker. Yeah, yeah, Scott, Scott Parker. Parker. Yeah. That uh, he. Yeah, I didn't phase him to do that at all. Right. Um, but the majority of guys that like with coats like. I mean, you know, if I if I'm playing Philly and Coach is on the other team and uh it's it's a guarantee it's a guarantee. Like yeah. like like we're going for sure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I may love the guy and, and and we're good buddies, but that that all goes out the window, you know. Right. Um and uh so yeah, it was uh I mean buddy, I played when we had the donkey ears. Do you remember those leather- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Oh yeah, the leather straps, yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. We had yeah. the big the big black leather donkey yep. ears back then. Yeah, you know, and uh, we had like goalie sized jerseys and the yeah. short sleeves and like you know, all these tricks back in the day. Like it was wild to see what the tough guys did in the 90s, man. It was just insane. I I um, used
4: to I used to cut the guys' jerseys on the seam, right? where you couldn't really oh, yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and i, I would fold <laughs> yeah. them back and stitch them so when a guy grabbed you yeah. the jersey would go way up here <laughs> yeah. and you would be free but you couldn't tell my dad showed me that trick yeah um and but the line because you weren't allowed to alter the jerseys but yeah. you could not see that that was sewn because it was sewn that way it yes. wasn't taped or velcroed it was yeah. sewn and I must have done that to 10 guys on the fan. They loved it. Oh,
3: oh my God.
4: Philly was so tough back then. Like <laughs> yeah.
3: and both both teams were both teams were always stacked. Like yeah. just so like Coates, um, who was who was a guy that you looked sort of up to? Like for me, it was McSorley and obviously Proby and Dave Brown, right? Like those three guys were like gods to me. You mm-hmm. know, like when you were when you were growing up, I know that you're a little younger than I am, but who were some of the guys that you looked up to when you played? Or, yeah, when you were trying to get to the show.
0: Yeah, so, well, I grew up in Winnipeg, and before I even was a fighter, you know, Ty Domi was a guy that I always, like, loved. Oh, and, yeah. again, this is before <laughs> yeah. I even took on the role. But um, uh, Todd Fedoric actually landed up being one of them. Uh, I played junior hockey with Friggy, so, you know, he was, yeah. like, you know, he was on my radar. And then uh, I say brash, too, because he was in Philly, um, and yeah, I landed up, you know, training with him in the offseason uh, when I was still with the Phantom, so I obviously – you know, looked up to him as being you know one of the, the toughest guys in the in the league. So I'd say probably those two guys, um, for sure, yeah. Um, and then landed up well playing with Frigy again with the Phantoms and, and Flyers, and then uh, well, I got you know I got to know Brash on a personal level, but uh, oh, geez. yeah, I would did say those read, two guys. Did, you, did did you read that story about Brash d- lately? D- just- it was about a year ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. doing so hot, but I saw, I saw him last year He's at the, the Flyers better. alumni. He's doing better, yeah. Oh, thank God. Thank yeah. God. That's good. Yeah, I, I think it's a mountain. lot of what we're talking about uh, substance abuse, hanging out yeah. with the wrong people, mismanaging money, you know, like all you know, the same, yeah. it's kind of the same old story, but it seems he seems to uh, be doing better. That's um, that's yeah. That's great. That yeah. that
4: reminds me, Mizey. I saw an interview. or actually, it was something you posted on your uh, yourself. I remember seeing this uh, when you were struggling and and you basically, I guess, needed money. You sold us you sold some stuff. Oh yeah. How did you get the <laughs> stick? How did you go about getting that stuff back? You oh. had a Riles. I don't know if you saw that, but he had a a Wayne Gretzky sign stick from his yeah. last year when he was using the Hessler. Yeah. And uh, and a Rolex. Nice Rolex. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you get those back?
3: Well, I had... Uh, I actually had the... I had two Ro- Rolexes stolen on different occasions by different strippers. So you'd... <laughs> you'd you'd think that, that I would have learned my lesson on the first one. So both of those Rolexes got stolen by these girls, right? Oh, God. And um, I didn't have a lot to my name back then, but I had this Gretzky stick. And it was... Man, it was my prized possession. Like, I... You know Wayne to me is you know bigger bigger than than this planet and um, Kevin Stevens got me a stick after we played the Rangers and uh, he signed it 1999 and I just remember sitting there and I had a cell phone bill to pay or my my cell phone was going to get cut off and uh, I didn't have any money but I had this stick and I just fuck, I just remember having a tear in my eye going fuck are you really going to do this you know and, yeah. So I called the guy that I knew, I said, Hey, I got this Gretzky stick. I said, I need some money to pay for my cell phone bill. And I don't know when I'm going to be able to get the stick back. I said, but if you promise me one day, if I can, you know, rebuild this life that I have, and will you please sell me the stick back? If you make me that promise, I'll give it to you. And he said, yeah, he goes, I'll give you an advance. Uh, here's 500 for the stick. So I got to pay my cell phone bill. And then I just remember after I got sober, it was about uh, so one, two, three, about three years later, um, I started my own company in Calgary, and I called the guy and I said, I, I said, uh, we need to meet for coffee. Can you bring that stick? And uh, yeah, That's a little, awesome. mo- yeah, little, little, little emotional just because it was, um, you know, you just you, you do things in your addiction that like. Were really, really hard to deal with, and uh, but I'm you know, I'm never selling that stick again, so yeah, put it that way. that's right,
4: that's right. That's that awesome. When I saw that, I was like, Man, I'm so happy you got that back because that's uh, yeah. I have one myself, um, and it's obviously my favorite. So, I have a oh, bunch of sticks absolutely. I was able to get, but that one is.
2: Hey, yeah. people come
4: over and I show it to them I'm like <laughs> no. They start going to flex and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We yeah, well, Stop that yeah. fucking thing and well, This the, the, is way back. The, it's the, the cool- silver one, the shiny one. Oh, you got the L- Kings, you got the Kings one. With the grip on it. Yeah. 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 Talk was talk was uh playing in LA and uh yeah he goes, Hey, do you have one? you have one of Wayne Six? I was like, No, but I'm, I'm not gonna ask him. He goes, Wayne get the stick. And he goes over <laughs> inside it. He's like, here you go, bud. Well, was that, like,
3: it, oh. it was good. Cause my good buddy was already Kevin Stevens. Yeah. And, and already and him were close. Right. And then, right. and then you had guys that were close with Gretz. So, so yeah. it worked out well, but a, a little Gretzky story on how amazing this guy was. So he obviously was my hero growing up. Uh, I played with his brother Brant, and his, and um we became really good friends and Gretz, Brent goes, Hey, my, you want to come to my wedding in Toronto? Or in Brantford and I go, Brantford? I'm like, Yeah, who's gonna be there? Yeah, who's gonna be there? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't because of that. I love Brent and Nikki. Right. They were awesome. But anyways, I, I get to I get to the house and I get to the house, you know. Yeah. And I knock on the door and he opens it up and I'll never forget what he was wearing and his hair and all this. And he said, Come on in, nice to meet you. And uh, I sat down at the bar and he said, What do you what do you want to drink? And I said, well, anything that you're having. So, yeah. <laughs> so we sat and drank and we had a few drinks and it was nice. But the next day, what I really noticed about his character was this. So there was a huge wedding going on and people were dancing and drinking. And I didn't know anybody because I flew to Brantford. So I was standing by myself in a corner and Wayne was at a table with uh, five or six people. And he saw me by myself and he whistled and he goes, hey, Brent, he goes, come here. And he. He slides over on the skinny chair and he goes, sit down, man. And I sat next to him on the skinny chair, but he saw me being left out. Yeah. And he calls me over, you yeah. know, like just it, so he that's made awesome. that that hero that I that I had my whole life was a mm-hmm. 100 times bigger that day. Yeah. You know, wow. and that's a good message for guys that are playing in, in today's the extra mile, the extra step that you go for a fan. They're going to never forget it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's that's incredible.
3: That's yeah.
4: awesome. I've, I've been lucky enough to be around him a few times and uh, I'm pretty good buddies with talk and they're they're like best buds. And yeah. I got to work the 2017 uh, All-Star Game in L.A. and he was our coach. So I, oh, I was yeah. I was with him for a couple of yeah. days. And you talk about it like like you just said. I mean, <clears throat> just a normal guy. Just yeah. just treat you like a. <laughs> he's known you his whole life and yeah. just could just couldn't be a nicer person. Yeah. And you're right. It makes it makes someone you look up to even bigger because they're like that.
0: That's right. Yeah. That's a
4: great. That's a great story, man. Yeah, it
0: yeah, is super cool. A new appreciation for the great one. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. That's amazing. Well, before we let you go here, uh, Myzy, anything you want to plug? you obviously your book. Where we where we can find it? Um, yeah, any I- other Things you got going on.
3: I think, uh, as far as the book goes, that's pretty much available on, uh, any type of platform really, whether it's Amazon or eBay or maybe, you know, at the bookstore or something like that. It's probably relatively easy, easy to find. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you know, uh, I'll be, uh, getting a bit active this summer with, uh, getting back, uh, as far as in alignment with speaking on the subject of the book. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, reach out to a couple NHL teams and see uh, see where that may take me. So um, awesome. all in all is Hope good, you. boys. I uh, I just wanted to say on your guys's pod that uh, I've been watching for a little bit and, uh, man, you guys have just done such an amazing job. Um, the content that you guys have, the way that you guys interact with each other. Um, it's just been a joy to watch. And I'm really, really happy for the success for both of you
4: guys. It's awesome. Oh, thanks, Miser. I really appreciate, appreciate that, it, man. That's we have awesome. some fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And I gotta t- say this to you because obviously I only had you for a half a year, about a year, but like you know, in and out uh with the phantoms. But um so proud of you
0: thank for you for absolutely
4: getting out of that hole. You yeah, know, like the, you the, the, uh you grinded, you never gave up. So you should yeah. be proud of your you should be proud of yourself too. I yeah. mean, it's 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 amazing.
3: No, I appreciate that as well. It's yeah. uh it's the, uh, you know, sometimes little little messages from people, uh, whether they've read the book or they've commented on some certain things that it does help, you know, positive yeah. influence, positive
4: influence helps. So
3: thank you. yeah
4: Of course, man. So happy to see you. I wish you were right here with us, though, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, <was thinking laughs> that
3: I know. I know. Well, you know what? I'd, I'd like to actually maybe set something up where I can do some some type of a book thing in Philly that'd be awesome um that'd be great because you know there was there was probably three cities four cities that I really really enjoyed playing in and, and Philly was one of them so yeah yeah that'd be
0: great yeah be great let brother. us know if you make yeah, it over <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love to sit down and do this again yeah, it, sure. yeah. You you won't
3: be hiding behind any poles this time. Nasty. <laughs> Are you not gonna grab me? <laughs> no. <laughs> really yeah. uh,
4: I was no. bobbing weaving for my life, man. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't I'll, think you were really gonna hurt me, but you didn't like. that was like, <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Yo, no, nope. Not doing that nasty <laughs> Not doing <laughs> it. Meanwhile, I got two guys six <laughs> foot tall over here crying in the hitting the corral. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't help me. Oh, and, uh, times have uh, changed, buddy. Times yeah, have changed. Uh, right buddy. Uh, I miss you man so miss much. Thank you thank, you, yeah, thank thanks, you for buddy. your time, brother. You're you the bet. man.
3: Thanks guys.
0: A big thank you to Brant Myers for hopping on. Uh what an amazing story. Nice to see him doing well and finding his groove, so.
4: Yes, for sure. Uh you know, as we talked about had him there for a year. Uh while well, he was up and down, obviously we talked about that, but uh what a great guy. Great book. Got to get it if you if you have and it. it's a good read. I, I listened to it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's yeah, it's easier for me, but um, great guy. I loved him. Like I said, when we talked to him, I, you know, we were all partying. So you don't, you don't really think of it as like, man, he's really got a problem because we were all partying. His was deeper than we really knew. And, you know, the fact that, you know, he had the willingness to, to share everything. And, and, share his pain and his, his struggles with everyone right. in order to help people now is really cool. Um, and the book's awesome. It's uh, it's really cool. And he's a great guy and I'm, I'm happy for him. It, it was so nice to see him a few years ago in uh, LA because we kind of lost touch for a couple of years there, but uh, to yeah. see him looking good and, you know, jumping around and, and, and being healthy for his daughter too. So it, it's great. It's great story. Great guy. Could be happier for him.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, Nice to see him come out on the other side alive, right? I mean, how many guys do we know that have have not, um, you know, they've seen the darkness and they never were able to come back out and find the light. So, um, you know, super inspirational. There's hope for everybody that's going through their own version of what he's gone through. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate him being vulnerable and and just being honest, right? I mean, that's the only way to to make sense of it and and, and help people along the way. So appreciate you, Brent. Thanks for hopping on. It's time, nast.
4: Let's do it. You know what? It's time for it's time for clear questions. Brought to you by Clear Rum. Ooh, look at that beautiful water. Oh yeah, this beautiful can. Oh, nice. So good. So refreshing. Riggs, you should try to hydrate while dehydrating (laughs) with me. Uh, Yeah, right. Super, super super good. Clearrum.com. Check them out. Get it in your local stores
0: all right now here we go this. question number one from anthony giampalo on twitter what's it like on locker room clean out day I'll let you take that one to well
4: it's um it's it depends when's it when it is yeah, it's right. obviously is sad <laughs> it'd probably be great when if you win the cup uh, yes. i've never been able to do that uh but no it's um you know, you're getting everything ready. What what I always did, because we had two sets of gear, as you know, I would t- – the guys would never know either because I'd pack the bags for them, right, and tape all their sticks up, give them like six new sticks or whatever was on their rack so they had some to take home. Um, but what I would do is go through their game gear, take out what I thought was bad, and put the newer stuff from their practice gear in their bag and then refill The practice stuff for the next season if they were coming back If guys were moving on I would give them both sets Because most teams have two sets of gear Um, It's a long night The day before because it's usually You know a day or two The most two after you You know lose Um, So basically just packing up Everyone's stuff getting their steel Together for them um, Sticks and then it's Kind of like you know, those next couple of weeks, you're just like, man, it's quiet around here. Everybody's gone. <laughs> it's a little depressing, but, um, it, it's a lot of work, honestly, for the, for the medical and trainer and the equipment guys, but, um,
0: you got to do it.
4: And next thing you know, the room's empty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I will mention you, you, you talked about it at the start there. It all depends on how you're going out too, is the vibe of, of the locker room clean out day. Right. I mean, obviously right. flyers know, they've really been out of this for, for some time, but you know, sometimes it abruptly ends, and obviously, unless you win the Stanley Cup, it's disappointing. It's never a right, good feeling. Yeah. You know, it's never a good feeling to pack your bag and you know say goodbye for the off season. But yeah, the energy it can be certainly different. Uh, but nonetheless, the, all the elements you talked about are essentially the same. You know, the meetings, the pa- you know the packing up of your shit, uh, the shaking the hands, the hugs, goodbye, and and all that. Probably one last and, blast off at wherever they're yeah, gonna go. <laughs> but exactly, and and, and you on. know
4: some. Sometimes you forget about it. You don't, it's in your head, but you kind of forget, like you might not ever see that guy again. That's right. You know, I mean, luckily with what we're doing, we get to reconnect with a lot of guys that we probably, unfortunately wouldn't get to, but just because life, you know, it's life. You know, everybody's got their own thing going, but that's, that's another thing about it. You know, like, you know, a guy's leaving or, you know, it could be a European that's not coming back, man. It's going to be pretty tough to see him. Um, so that part of it's kind of sad too because you just never know,
0: yeah, no, exactly. But nature yeah. of the game, right? It's just the, exactly the way it goes, right. yep. All right, number two from Hockey Tough Guy Autographs on Twitter Nasty, any memories of scary Gary Kupal?
4: Wow, do I ever? <laughs> We're in training camp in Peterborough, Roger in Peterborough, and I remember Billy Barber telling me uh hey we got this guy like we're gonna try to get him signed with the phantoms his name's gary coupal he's been banned from junior hockey <laughs> i'm like what i guess a stick <laughs> swinging incident i it could have been more than that well this guy you know I, i'm not gonna lie to you. he was the nicest guy like he comes in he's real quiet he did look like he had just served time he had his head <laughs> shaved you know like and I, and I say that jokingly I don't yeah. I'm not making fun of anyone to serve time. I'm just saying he yes he looked scary. He had a shaved head he had big 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 hands and uh get him all situated and, and anyway so Roger liked to play a tournament so he had four teams. well uh, I'll never forget this I'm on the bench and Steve McLaren, Stone Cold, we called him Woody. Uh, was one of his nicknames. He had he had seen. I, I don't know if he had played against Woody or uh, against uh, Gary and uh, Juniors, but they knew each other because they were talking, and so they line up. and I'm working the door on the one bench, and they're right in front of me. And Stone Cold says to uh, Gary, he says, "Hey, uh, let's let's get one going here." And we're like, "All right." So, and Gary was on El- uh, Elvis was on Eric's team, Eric Lindro's team, because they didn't want any kind of shit, you know? But it was funny because, not to, I'll finish the story, but Eric a couple times was like, hey, Coop, talk to that guy. Someone running around. Yeah, it was kind of funny. But anyway, these two stood like a foot away from me, and they went toe-to-toe, Riggs, old school. And all you just hear is just just on their face. Just, Just hammering each other. Coop's helmet comes off in the fight. So the, the penalty box right beside me. So he knocks on the glass. They fight, you know, knocks on the glass. And I'm like looking over. And I've kind of felt bad for a guy because Woody landed way more than he did. Oh yeah. He had knots all over his head. <laughs> I mean, and they were just raising up. He's yeah. like, could you could you adjust my helmet for me? <laughs> so I make this old CCM helmet as big as I can. He, he's like, he's putting it on, you know, like. Ah, you can tell it hurts puts it on. He says, gives me the thumbs up. I'm like this poor guy. They get out of the box rigs. Woody goes, that one wasn't good enough for me. Let's go again. Drop the mitts toe to toe again. I'm like, what? what is going on here? So a little bit later we're at dinner and I, I had out, you know, with a couple of boys for the night and we see coop and, and, uh, stone cold at the bar having drinks. This poor guy's got lumps all over. His oh, head. Yeah. I'm like, what is- so. He goes through camp, he gets through camp, but the American Hockey League would not allow him to play. So I had a jersey and everything. I had a I had a, a Coupal jersey, He was number 26 on our roster no but way. they would not so let he, him play.
0: So he was banned from the American League he, he was, They would not juniors. let him. Yep, they would not wow. let him
4: play. I don't remember, it's been so long, I don't remember exactly what it was. I, I could be wrong with saying it was a stick swinging incident, but I think it was um hmm. But I'll tell you what, he was not afraid to chuck the knucks, man. But God, he took a beating. But never went down or anything, just took it, he you took know, it. and just like whatever. And I was like shake it off. So yes, that's funny. That's a great question because <laughs> I know there's a lot of people out there that have no idea who Gary Cabal is, but
0: yeah, um, that's great.
4: He was a super nice guy, though.
0: That's crazy they allowed him at <laughs> training camp. I guess if he would have made the, the Flyers team, he would I have I wonder been what they would have it, done. But- yeah, but I mean, we League just had over. our
4: buddy Bran on who was banned from the NHL. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Exactly. I, I mean, that was a little different. But, I mean, I don't know. What if he would have made the team? You're right. Would they have done something? I don't know.
0: Yeah. would have been. But
4: great question,
0: though. All right. Number three from Paul Suzlack on Twitter. Thoughts on former Flyers netminder Alex Lyon and his recent success with the Panthers. You want to start that one, Nas, And I'll well, I mean, he,
4: like we were saying, uh, I think in the pre, like he, um, he had a really tough game in Philly, and I felt bad for him because he's back in Philly, you know, and we mm-hmm. kind of let him go or whatever. He actually, you know, we should know, like, and it was the American League last year, but he still won it. It's hard to win a championship, and he, he, uh, he backstopped that, and, and um, ever since that game in Philly. I mean, been, I think seven. Games. Yeah. I mean, he finally lost one or I think he's six one or something. And his goal last week we had his numbers. But uh, man, as he played well, so happy. God, he could be a nicer kid, man. Like I really yeah. got along with him when he was here. We still I text with him I, till I the last four games. I've really been staying in touch with him just saying, hey, keep it going. Cause he's a little superstitious too. So after I did it, he had a great game. So I've been doing it for him, but we, we do talk about once a month, just uh shooting the shit. He's always asking about Elvis. Great guy, but man, as he played well, like I said earlier, it was funny seeing Bob on the bench. I know, right? That game is that big. And you got a guy that makes $10 million, but you got to give Paul Maurice credit. I mean, yeah, man, that's a tough, it. that's a tough call, right? Like that's a tough call.
0: You're gonna get would criticized guy- either way if you lose, right? It's yes, like, well, why exactly. would you take out a guy that's this hot and you know, uh, you know, invite vice versa? Why would you play? May, yeah, why would you like, play a guy when you know, blah blah blah? blah. So I mean, the, it's a tough call, but you you go with your gut, and I, I got tons of credit for Paul Maurice to to do that. It's not I, an easy I, thing to do.
4: Yeah, I agree with you, and I think if he throws Bob in there and he lays an egg.
0: Oh yeah, be then you
4: really get shit because why would you take a guy out that's goals against? Or, <laughs> yeah, you know, like know. one and his save percentage nine five five or whatever. It's crazy numbers. Maybe even better than that. But um, so super happy for him. And uh, who knows? It'll be interesting to see what they do because what do you do? Yeah, he's got he's got no NHL playoff experience. But my god, he's the. It seems like the puck looks like a a you know basketball to him right now so yeah
0: well that'd be the argument going into it now is like you know that they're gonna have that little breath to take um probably start bob just based on what you just said like the experience then if he lays an egg then you're going obviously you're going right back yeah uh, but who knows i mean the, 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 i think the philosophy has changed a little bit you know it's not so cut and dry on like these these you know these absolutes uh on you know, experience versus like, getting momentum and, and and energy in the way you're carrying yourself. But I will, I will add, like, I coached Alex lying down in, in in Lehigh, and um, I really appreciated him as a, as a as a professional, as a person. He was always respectful. He was always really trying, like like noticeably trying to become a better p- player. Right? You know, always like asking the right questions. And like I say, he's a pro, and uh, it's not it's not surprising to me that he's found his way and is having success in it especially in goaltending it's going to take an injury or two to find your you know your opportunity and and then to stay there and, and to perform and to you know to do what he's doing isn't an easy thing but again when you're mentally prepared like the way he is i feel like he's got his head screwed on just like you know bob he's probably a great uh, you know a great mentor to have around there too right bob is like that we know that yeah he's very very yeah. way, uh, way ahead of his time there as far as preparation goes But uh, Alex, I mean, rooting for this guy, obviously, I think he's a great guy and um, a great professional, so wish him the best. 100%. And that's a wrap, Nast. That's it, baby. questions in the books, episode 113 in the books. Be sure to subscribe, like our content, social media, ask questions, reach out, and tune in next week for episode 114. That's a wrap, knuckleheads. We'll see you then.
4: See ya.